Hello, everybody. Welcome into episode 17 or 38 of Upon Further Review. It's a lot. The Rangers, Cowboys, Sports Day, DMN podcast. It's about 10 more episodes than what we thought we were going to get in. We've gotten in a lot more episodes. I am Evan Grant in the yellow shirt today. Barry Horn. Barry Horn. And in the orange polo. Kevin Sherrington. And we're also graced by Barry's daughter, Grace. Oh, I like the way you did that. She's on her way back to school. She, th- I thought she should get a real education before she goes. Of what not back. to do for a career. Correct. All right, let's That's let's talk. Call it. Let's talk Cowboys. Yes. You guys, wa- you guys watch the exhibition opener? Uh, no. Don't lie. No, I did not. Did not see the exhibition. I, I watched. I was out of town. I watched portions of it, but I can't say I actually watched it. I got a call from Babe, a text from Babe Laufenberg wanting to know name dropper. Uh, name dropper. If I if I had watched and wanted my opinion of the broadcast, and I said Babe, he didn't want your opinion of the broadcast. He wanted your opinion of Babe Laufenberg. No, of the here. I'm gonna uh, now pull up the text. Oh, uh, here we go. Let me show you the text I got from Babe. Yeah, he's a big name. He's, he's huge. Oh, wow. Um, wow, that was ugly. It's a bigger name than you, I'll say that. Uh, All right, never I'll, mind. So give me an honest opinion of the broadcast. There it is, right there. Okay, which is, which is babe uh, speak for, how give I me do? your best compliments for me. I'm betting this is the last text you get from Babe Laufenberg. Yeah, no, I texted You're going to be reading them I, over I, the radio. I texted him this morning. Now this is not just, the radio, by the way. This is a podcast. Podcast. Get to, get this is to the 2015. Future, Welcome to the future. Yeah. You also, when I did the seventeen thirty eight thing, you didn't let you. That went right past you. I didn't understand it. That's Tell a little, us. That's a little fetty. A what? Yeah. Okay. Was, never that, mind. was that a gang sign there? That was a a fetty. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, wow. All right, guys. Let's go. We got. We got a lot a of rookies feta. in this class <laughs> what to talk we? about. Wow. I'm stunned. Tell me what a fetty is first. Fetty wop. A what? Fetty wop. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Um, We're talking about the Cowboys rookie class. Grace knows. She knows. Oh, so she's the demographic you're aiming for. That's the demographic I'm aiming for, college students. Well, you've missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. We got a lot of rookies to talk about we do. before we lose the few listeners we have left. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to ask you about a couple of these rookies, and I want your honest opinion, since neither one of you have watched the exhibition opener, um, about what constitutes a good Wait, camp. Do you want our honest opinions or our dishonest opinions? What kind of, what what kind would of question you say that? that? Barry, I've read your copy. I know what, what you provide. Yeah, here we go. All right, so let's start with the number one pick, Byron Jones. What constitutes a good camp for Byron Jones? You know, it's interesting to me that they keep, you know, they're playing him at cornerback, they're playing him at safety, uh, and he's a smart kid, and they say that he's picking up all these things, but I'm not really quite sure how much success you can expect him to have. Can you really expect him to step in and, and even start uh, on this team when you're playing him at, at both positions like that? Can I say I'm officially worried about him, about his shoulder? Two and a half weeks in, I'm I'm, I'm officially worried. W- was he a workout wonder? Is it, or is he a football player? Well, there's always that possibility. Come from a small school, and and uh, but you know the Cowboys had a lot of success with that at one time. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Rod Hill was 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 a great pick out of Kentucky State. Uh, there are lots of guys they had back in the day. All right, uh, remember those guys from Yale that were pretty good. That Jeff might, Rohr. Do, do you remember Calvin Hill? Uh, I remember Jeff Rohr, the linebacker. We're talking defense, but but uh, I, I'm just a little worried about him. He, you know, he was hurt last year. He, he missed mo- a lot of the year, his senior year in college, and now now the shoulder is acting up again. 
and he doesn't have a position. They, they're not sure where the, where they want to. He's the, he was the first. He was their first pick. He was he was the guy they knew they were going to get. We can you know we can talk all we want about Lyle Collins, and about Randy Gregory, how he fell in their laps. But he was the conscious pick, and and I'm a little worried about it. All right. So you're worried about him, and he doesn't have a position. But what constitutes a good what What does he need to do the rest of uh, preseason to come out with what we would call a good first preseason? Well, he has to be healthy. <laughs> the Sean the Sean Lee effect. Yeah, I, I knew we, I knew we'd get. Yeah, he he has to be healthy, and he has to contribute, and he has he has to be comfortable back there, and he and. I'm real, I'm just really worried about it. I, 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 Barry, let's let's just stop down for one second. You're worried about everything. I, oh, look who's talking. <laughs> well, no kidding. Uh, I, I think this this kid's he's a smart kid, and he's picked up all the stuff they've asked him to do. So I, I don't I don't think that's the question of whether you know. So why do you think he doesn't have a position locked down? Well, because they think he can play those positions. They're, they're trying to find players, right? It, it's just like like Lyle Collins. They're they're working him at tackle a little bit now to see if he can be that swing tackle. They're not too crazy about. Darian Weems at this point. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're just trying to get the best players on the field. You know, everybody has said that Lyle Collins would end up being the starting guard over Ron Leary. But Ron Leary was pretty good last year. Not great, but he was pretty good. And, and so if, if that means that you get your best players on the field by having uh, Lyle Collins occasionally being that swing tackle, something happens to Doug Free or to Tyron Smith, then that's what you do. So I think it's the same thing going on with Byron Jones. You're just trying to get your best players on the field. Let's let this guy play a little bit of safety. There were some thoughts that maybe he is a safety, maybe he's not a cornerback. But you always look at cornerback first. Uh, it's a more difficult position. He's a great athlete, as Barry's pointed out. And, uh, and, and let's see if he can do one or, or the other. All right, so let's move on to Randy Gregory for a second. What constitutes good camp for him? What has constitute constitutes, it's easy for me to say, a good camp for any of these guys is if they... Don't give me the healthy thing. I no, healthy, and they have to contribute. Shh. They have to be able to contribute. We're, so, we'll, that, we're on NPR now. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Grace has heard all of the screaming from you all her life, and, and the rest of us have been spared it, so we would like to be okay, spared. Okay, but, but, but they, they have to contribute. They have to show that they can play at this level and that they can contribute at this level. It's not rocket science. Can he... Pocket science. Rocket science. Let's <laughs> not talk pocket science, okay? Let's move on. So, will he contribute? Has he has he shown you anything in all the practices you've watched? Lavar Arrington sure likes him. Lavar Arrington says that that this he's compared him to to Demarcus Ware, uh, and and uh, and obviously not quite as big as Demarcus Ware. But he might uh, get that big. He might get that big, and so you know uh, that's saying something. Uh, and he and you know he did all right, and he had a, he had a sack and almost had another one. Uh, you know, people feel like at his size, can he be out there, you know, three downs, four downs? You know, well, probably probably not. You well, know. They're going to put weight on him, no question. They, they will, but it'll be hard for him to play the run. You know, people will run right at him, you know, do that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, he's got some special skills. They're, you know, what, what, what Arrington said and what a lot of people said was that this guy was a top ten pick, maybe a top five pick, uh, and you got him in the, in the second round, the bottom of the second round. So, you know, with the concerns about Byron Jones, yeah, I think that's legitimate. But here is the deal. I think we're going to look back at this draft and we're going to say this is the best Cowboys draft in the last 20 years because of the, because of the top end of that draft and what they got. Well, it, it's not even the top end. But you're both Collins worried about Byron Jones either not having a position or being healthy. So but but they have the luxury of having three guys' picks, three picks here, who 
Or My, two picks and one free agent. Uh, a free agent, technically but, but, a free but, agent. So but, 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 but three guys who were first round worthy. If they hit on two of the three, I think that, that'd be... If they hit on three, three of the three, that, that, that's hitting the jackpot. But if they hit on two of the three, I think that'd be pretty Absolutely. acceptable, too. Absolutely. All right, so you've got, you've got Jones, you've got Gregory. We've, we've talked... Kevin's already addressed Lyle Collins a little bit in, in just the, what the Cowboys are doing him with position. Damian Wilson is also having a good camp. What... Which of Linebacker. these? L- let's throw into Marcus. When we're talking about rookies, I, I think we should throw into Marcus Lawrence also because just because he missed so much. Time he missed so much time last year, and he, he's he's a pass rusher as well. He could have an impact on this team. They've moved him, I think, to right defensive end. So it, it, it's 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 interesting. Sure, he, he's very he's interesting, and I'd love to ask you that question of what makes a good camp for Demarcus Lawrence. But you're obviously tired of me asking. No, that but because what makes a good camp for all these oh, guys yeah. if they show oh, yeah. that they can contribute and they and they have to stay healthy? What, what, what are you looking for? Do you? I don't understand what you're looking for. What specifics do you, are you looking for? I come to you, you for you, insight. You want the techniques? <laughs> you want to? You want to know how he does out of out of each, each technique? He has to show that he can contribute. What does he have to do? He has to get to the quarterback. He has to rush. He has to be a pass rusher. And if he can show that he can stay on the field for runs, that'd be even better. Of course, what makes both of these guys uh, and their transition much easier in my mind is is uh, the addition of Greg Hardy. Uh, because because Greg Hardy can play pretty much anywhere on that defensive line they want him to play, and and he's going to draw all the attention. Uh, so uh, that's going to make the development of Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence both much easier than it would have been without. And perhaps Byron Byron Jones too, because if if you have a pass oh, rush a pass up rush. there, that that helps everything. That's the defensive back's greatest friend is a pass rush. When you played at uh, where Pasadena High, did you? Uh, I went to Dobie. Dobie, oh, oh, pardon me. We were, we were the elite. We were Here not we Pasadena go back High. into Houston history. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's where the manager of the uh, of the Rangers is from that area. You know. Yeah, I'm aware of that, Kevin. Why yeah. don't you tell us some more stories about you and he growing up back in the '60s? We were uh, crawdad fishing down there in Lamarck. I'd go down there. I'd hitchhike down with my cane pole, and we'd we'd fish for crawdads. Let, together. Let's move on. No. All right, so let's take Demarcus Lawrence out of this because he did have a lot of reps last year and he did have some game time. All right, so let's take him out of this. Byron Jones, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory, Damian Wilson, if you want to throw anybody else in there because I know Barry's got a personal kind of creepy affection for Lucky Whitehead. What rookie has the most impact on the Cowboys' 2015 season? Well, I, I don't think there's any question to me that, 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 that early on is, is Lyle Collins. He he just he's a guy that probably uh, might have been the best offensive lineman in the draft. The Cowboys get him as a free agent. He's really um, physically very gifted, and and he has a tremendous work ethic. So I, I think this is a guy that could step right in, uh, even as good as their as their offensive line already is. This is a guy who has a chance to lock it up uh, and, and, and remove all doubts. Will he start from the beginning of the season? Uh, I think that depends on that tackle situation. If, if Weems is, is not able to be a, uh, a swing tackle uh, that they like, then I, I think he won't. I think it, the problem is he is a swing tackle. He acts he acts like a door. You know, he, uh, he opens and guys oh, oh, guys oh, oh. get guys get past him. Yeah, very Can nice. I disagree with Kevin for a minute here, Evan? Sure. Am I allowed very, to? Please. I'll, I'll, I want to say Randy Gregory is 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 the guy because of of the position he plays and you know all, all Collins does and he does it ex- well is he comes in and he fortifies a position. But I think if, if uh, Randy Gregory comes in and, and, he, and he's an impact pass rusher, I think that'll help. Although the, the the video that went viral was from what? What play? 
from that uh, exhibition well, game. Well, well Lyle Collins pancaking, uh, pancaking. but yes. but I, I I will say I will give the point to to Barry here that, because is this is this around the horn now? Yes, it is. Except without the yelling the, the, around and without, the, around the Barry horn. Thank yeah. you. Uh, without point that's Collins. a long way around. Let me tell you. But <laughs> point for Barry. The the, the reason like the reason I would agree with Barry here is because I think there is more ability to have an impact on the defensive line. The, the offensive line is already an asset and. Uh, it can be sure it can be better, and it may make it, it may sal- salvage the running game. It's going to have to be better, yeah, to, to do that. But I do think that there's more immediate ability to make the the pass rush game better, and and as you guys have both ad- addressed, you make that better, you're going to make the secondary better, and the secondary has been, uh, as I almost knock over the light post, uh, a real weakness for this team. I'm just not sure how much Gregory's going to play. I, I think if if if, uh, if they if they answer the, the the tackle question, then I think uh, Collins is going to uh, start. Maybe not from game one, but pretty close to that. Uh, and so then he ends up being a, a 14, 15 game starter. You know, he was having a very that. before the game. He was having a very quiet camp, and there were there were people saying, "Oh, he's he's not everything he's cracked up to be." So he's a so apparently now we're thinking he's a guy who is a player. You're talking game, about Gregory now. No, I'm talking about, about Collins. Collins. Okay. Yeah, he 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 was he was not. An impact player in practice, and maybe he's just a, uh, maybe he just waits for the games to start. So we'll have to see. Uh, all right, Barry, uh, Kevin wants to talk about um, backup quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, he's. I, I don't. I can't tell if he's either like in love with Tony Romo and doesn't want him to ever retire, or he just loves the back. I, I, what is it, Kevin? I believe my point was that the Cowboys, for all the good things they've done in the draft and in the last two or three years of assembling this team, which they it, it's a remarkable turnaround, especially in the offensive line. It, it's it's remarkable where they come from from where when 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 Jason Garrett was axing all those old veterans and getting rid of the offensive line. And he did it too soon, I in my mind. He got rid of too many guys too quick and they really suffered because of that. But then to turn it around to what it is now it was is truly remarkable. Uh and then they've made some other great uh, additions as well. But the one area that they continue to ignore is is the quarterback position, and uh, and it's, it's not that I think Tony Romo is going to play forever. I don't. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to play. He's he's very fragile, as we all know. Uh, Just Bra- like your ego. Yes, and, and Brandon <laughs> Whedon is not the answer because the, because Brandon Whedon is going to be. Well, what? it depends what the question is. Well, here, here's the deal. Brandon Whedon is going to turn 31 this year. Is he already 31? Uh, he, he, I don't know. We have to get some of our research. Why, why are we spending up. time on if Brandon Whedon's the answer? He's not the answer. He is not the answer, clearly. So so here's the, you've got Dustin Vaughn and, and maybe Jamil Showers if he's going to be the third quarterback. We, we don't know yet which one of those guys is going to be the third quarterback. I would maybe bet on Showers because he plays well on special teams. Jamil Showers, who was beaten out by whom at Texas A&M? Johnny Manziel. Left Texas A&M. Because, because he was beaten, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, to me, uh, here's the deal when you want a backup quarterback. Either – First of all, if you lose your starting quarterback for any length of time, you're done. You're toast. You're not going anywhere in this league. I think, I think part of that depends on on system because I think there have been some guys who have lost backup quarterbacks who have managed. He's to, thinking of Earl Morrell. Well, well, let's 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 look at the San Francisco. New, wait, 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 San Francisco had that. Evan Colin Kaepernick came in and he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's let's look, let's look at the New England Patriots, who will start the season with a backup quarterback, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, is he is he 
Is, I, is he up to your standards? Uh, well, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was pretty highly regarded coming out of college. People liked him. They thought they had some potential. Yeah, I, more, not nothing against Dustin Vaughn or Jamil Showers, but yeah, he was more highly regarded and than those a, two guys. That's a different story because it's going to be it's it's four games as opposed to down the stretch sure, or, or six absolutely. or eight games. It, it, it's not it's not losing the greatness of and the leadership of Geno Smith. Um, you got something against Geno Smith? Maybe a little bit. Wow. He doesn't seem to be much of an achiever. Is Tim and, Tebow available to go back there and, and quarterback the New York Jets? I, I believe by the end of camp, Tim Tebow <laughs> will be available, yeah. yes. But uh, do the Cowboys – could Whedon come in – I mean, this is what the legitimate immediate concern is. Could Whedon come in for four games, direct this offense, and get the Cowboys two and two or three and one? He didn't do one game last year. I think he could, depending on who the opposition – would be can he manage the game well enough he's a caretaker at bet at, 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 look you just want him to go in there and not do not mess up right uh but when, is he capable comes, of that i mean he i, I I'm he not couldn't sh- do it in cleveland he was a sure. starting quarterback well, he didn't cleveland. do it in his one shot here right. when he started so uh so no i don't think he's that but the, the greater question to me always with the backup quarterback as i said you're you're always going to be in trouble if you lose your starting quarterback. There's no question about that. So the the question is, we are building for the future here. We the, the Cowboys. We? If I'm if I'm talking, if I'm the Cowboys, wow. if we're if we're the if we're building for the future here, we want a quarterback who is going to be able to, to step in at some point. None of these guys on this roster do I see as guys that they're developing to be Tony Romo's. Air and what Jason Garrett always says is that we don't want to develop a quarterback for somebody else, right? Because because of, of the collective bargaining agreement, right. and, and they don't want to bring a guy and have him be here three years and, and, and move on. They don't want any, to do an Aaron Rodgers. For any right. criticism that Tony Romo has endured over the course of his career, you look at his career, and this guy was an absolute steal for for where the Cowboys acquired him. Absolutely, free, free agency, agency. Yeah. basically, yeah, basically uh, an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Right, uh, but my my point would be. Should the Cowboys invest? Should the Cowboys have invested a middle round pick on a quarterback? Should they? How should they have addressed this? Because I don't think that if, when you're talking about backup quarterbacks as potential assets, you don't look at Whedon as as an asset. I, I know you're tired of this, and I hate to bring this up, but should the Cowboys have invested a mid round pick? How about on a running back as well? Which which they've said, which they uh, said they uh, Stephen Jones said they they should have done. Right. So now you're talking about should they have, have brought a running back in? Should they have brought a quarterback in? Well, uh, I, I'm all about the solution. Kevin just keeps like the bringing up the problem, and I, I'm about the solution. So how would you have solved this? It's very easy to do. You, you first of all, you you pay some attention to it. You decide that look, uh, okay, quarterbacks come all over the place. The first rounder, fifth rounder, free agents. You can go across the league, and and there's no science to this. So one of Mike Leach's big complaints about the NFL was that that they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they want. Uh, so I'm not saying that, that they. Had I would to, say that applies to the commissioner's office, but well, I don't I don't, I don't know that they uh, had to spend the third or fourth rounder. Although Bryce Petty was kind of dangling out there for a while, that was a possibility. Uh, I, I don't want to criticize their draft. It seemed to be a very good draft, uh, and as Barry said, they, they probably should have taken a, a running back first. But just go find the guy you really like. I'm not sure that they really liked Dustin Vaughn. You know, there was no big struggle to get him. But, you know? but, but but they're sure, at least they're investing time. Well, they're investing time in him because I think just what we said, though. Because you say they have nobody else, well, there's nobody else there? Who who wants Dustin Vaughn at this point? Who's who's coming to get Dustin Vaughn? You know, the, the, the Packers— But I think, I think if you go back to—if you go back to your original statement that if you lose your starting quarterback, you are by and large done. Right. 
my my supposition here is that the Cowboys operate from this perspective. If they lose Romo for for the season, they're done. Right. And what they will do is they will go out and then go get a quarterback with a very high pick the the the, the ensuing year. But there's no fix for that year. If you lose Romo in but the middle of the, the season, the problem with that is okay. You go out and get that high draft pick, and then you then you force him into starting. Then then, then you're screwed. So th- my point is that you take these guys like you do what the Packers did with Ron Wolf. His his formula always was we're going to draft a quarterback. We're going to draft a quarterback maybe every year, and we're going to develop these guys. And then if we decide that the guy we have in there, Brett Favre, his, his career is going on and on and on, as Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench behind him. Then we trade that guy, and we get us a, a third-round pick. We, we took a guy that we got in the sixth round, the seventh round, or a free agent, and now we've got a third-round pick for him. So when, when Jason Garrett says, oh, we don't want to develop him for somebody else, how about uh, investing in something here? How about taking a chance that we're going to develop a guy, and if, we, if he doesn't end up starting for us, we're going to turn him for a couple of picks here? Well, does that get to, does that get to a, a, a deeper point on, on Garrett and, and Jerry Jones, which will be, will they – Providing he he can stand on the field, will these guys have too much loyalty to Tony Romo when it comes time to to turn the reins over to somebody else? I don't think they have any question. There, there's what's their choice? I mean, as long as look, as long as their Tony choices, Romo's, are, everybody's got tough choices to make, right? And, and 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 teams have continually done it. You you brought up the Packers example, and the Packers had as tough a choice as anybody. The Cowboys could find themselves in that same choice. In that same position, but they don't have Aaron Rodgers sitting right. there, and that's and that's the problem. So that, that's but, but what I'm let, let's talk about the Packers. What did they do in this last draft? They drafted a Brett again, a quarterback Brett, Brett Hundley out of UCLA. Yes, and and for, for the explicit purpose of what you would do, and you know they've had good luck in the past. They they draft, and then they draft and trade, draft and trade, and they turn that pick into uh, two more picks or higher picks than, than they used. They turn a quarterback position really well. We talk about it. It's the most important position in the NFL, and the Cowboys have one. They have one quarterback. Uh, that's all they have. And and, and, and they and I, I just don't understand the philosophy. I, I think some of it is is that they're more expensive. You know, if, if it's a backup guy and he's not doing anything else, he's not playing on special teams, so are they, he's are, not doing anything. Are they kidding themselves and thinking that Romo's window of, of ability to play is longer than it, it, it is? It, it, the, his window is, it's, 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 I hate to say this, it's day-to-day, it's season-to-season. And, and the, the Cowboys are very definitely looking short-term. They're not, look, they're, they're, they're not planning long-term now. And it's very I, I think it's, that it's, is it's a key a, point because I do think – if he gets hurt, then you say, okay, now I, we're going to go out and now we'll develop do quarterback. I, do I get another point from you? Do I have two points for this yes. session? Good. Go but, ahead. But, but, but no, but, but it, it, the Cowboys are looking short-term. They're looking at t- – they, their window of opportunity closes if anything happens to Tony But this Romo. is also Jerry, uh, Jerry's history. Look, how many quarterbacks did he draft in the 90s? You know, uh, they, they drafted Troy – and then they drafted uh, what's his name, who's a who's a coach now. Uh, and then the, and then and then the Steve Walsh. What's his name? Him. What's his name? Who's, who's was Quincy, Car- Quincy Carter was a draft pick. Yes, he, uh, Quincy from Carter. where? From very, where? University of Georgia. A Thank very you. poor draft pick, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Was. Let me point out. So that's that's their history. In, in in 25 years, I think he's drafted three or four quarterbacks. I just want to know who the co- who who they drafted who's a coach now. Bill somebody. Bill. <laughs> Bill. I, I'll think of it in a minute. If you're from the University of Houston, you darn well know who he was. Listen, pal, I know lots of stuff. Who is he? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, we are getting a sign from producer Brian that we're... I think that was the middle finger from... That was Brian, two actually. fingers. That was, oh, a vic- was No, that was, oh, okay. that's the victory sign. I think that means we're at 23 minutes, and that is um, 
that is, according to many of the studies that I've read, that is the optimum time for, podcast for podcasting. End. Except for this podcast. The optimum time for this podcast end is probably two. Too many. Shh, don't say that. Because your daughter's here, and we want her to be proud of your work. She's always proud of my work. She is. She is my. She is shaking her head like this. (laughs) Now, now now Kevin and I have both embarrassed her, so I think it's time to say two words. Goodbye. Goodbye. And Roger and out.